And now on Radio Verulam, our joint production with the Abbey Theatre and Company of Ten. The Old Fighting Cocks by Mile Pagan. With 2018 marking the centenary of the end of the First World War, the Old Fighting Cocks pays tribute to those communities that sent sons, brothers and fathers to fight in the war to end all wars. This play is about those who left the streets of St Albans and the families waiting for them at home. The drama was inspired by the poignant war memorials in the streets around St Albans Abbey, in particular the memorial in Albert Street, which carries the names of Reuben Lawrence and Harry Spence. is it, Harry? What's that thing? What thing? On the wall. We're going to Jack's. We'll be late if we stop. What is it? Well, you don't want to be late for Jack, do you? What is it? It's the names of people who lived here a long time ago. Did they all live in that house? Well, no. I don't know. (laughs) Why don't you know? Can I have a look at it? Okay, here. If I lift you up. Oh, look. What's the first letter? H. And what are the next letters? A, R, R, Y. That's my name. It is. That's your first name. Well, his name was Harry Spence. And those were his friends. Look, Bob Kiever, Bert Fgrave. Reuben Lawrence, Ernie Atkins, Charlie Javelo. The old fighting cocks, they called themselves, after my pub. <laughs> well, they always sat over there, in that corner. They came in on Fridays, after they'd been paid. They're not bad lads, mostly, uh, apart from Bob Kiever. <laughs> always the little ones, for some reason. Like terriers. By God, he had a temper on him when he had a drink, did Kiever. A week after I took this place on... I had to ban him, try to see how far he could push me. <laughs> Still, not all bad, not really, a bit wild maybe. July 1914, my God, seems like yesterday, like a different world. They, they were all here, uh, joshing about joining up. I, I think it was young Reuben Lawrence who started it. Push the door harder, it's swollen with the rain. Bob Kiefer, what's the matter with you? Not have your porridge this morning. Shut up. Reuben, how are you doing? Couldn't be better, Mr Clifford. What are you having, Bob? Pine of Beskins, Reuben. Your bloody door, Robert Clifford. It's been like that for years. Even Cromwell trouble getting into the fighting cocks. <laughs> At least it might stop the Germans when they get here. They won't get past France. We'll stop them. The Kaiser won't have to worry about Robert Clifford's door. Hey, less of your cheek. And you watch your tongue, Bob Kiever. Uh, where's young Spence? Working over at Cunningham Hill today. I'll be by soon enough. 
Push the door harder! Speak of the devil. What's that with your door, Robert Clifford? It's getting worse. Right, here's your pints, gentlemen. And uh, anyone else complain about my door and I'll bar them. I suppose I could bring a plane and take a bit, a bit off the bottom if you like. Have to take the door off mine, so it'd be next week. Never you worry about my damn door. You might be at war with Germany next week. We're always at war with someone. Might as well be Germany this time. Yeah, good man, Harry. I hope there is a war. There's nothing to do around here. If there's a war, we'll all be heroes. Heroes? <laughs> and which of you heroes is paying for these beers? Harry! No, no, no. You owe me from last Friday. Oh, do we? Right, I'll get it. So, Harry, you going to fight for king and country then? As like as he'll buy a house. <laughs> You better fight if you don't want to see a load of Germans marching down Albert Street. Never fit. No, Albert Street's too narrow for fat Germans. The go up Hollywell Hill won't get past the peahen. I'll stop him first, not leave it to you lot. So, when are you all joining up? There won't be a war, Bob. What? It's all just talk. They'll get round a table and sort it out like they always do. Oh, they'd better not. I want to fight. None of this bloody talking nonsense. Uh, any more language like that and you're out, Kiefer. And I'll tell you this, lads. If there's a war, you'll have to do your duty for king and country. And you think king and country will do their duty by us when we return? Well, my generation did it, now it's your turn. Mind you, I don't know if you lot are up to it. You're all soft. Oh, that's You've had peace for far too long. All these gadgets making life easy for you. If you go off to war, who's to know whether you'll come back or not? Of I course mean... we'll come back. You're trying to scare us. Like your stories about ghosts in the beer cellar. Germans against the British army. We'll slaughter them. If the Kaiser wants to fight, he'll have a bloody big one on his hands. Kiefer! Sorry, I forgot. Drink your beer, Bob. I'm telling you, there won't be a war. <sighs> something about the way that young Lawrence said that. Like he was trying to convince himself. As if he felt... Well... As if he didn't want there to be a war. <laughs> Next second I knew why. <laughs> Push it! Order! Oh, what's wrong with your door, Mr Clifford? He's too mean to get it fixed, Vera. I'll get my part to fix it for you if you want, Mr Clifford. Aye, well, ask him to come round sometime. I'll give him a couple of pints. Oh, he doesn't have to rush. Your brother and his chums here don't drink enough to pay for new doors. Bob drinks as much as he can, Mr Clifford. <laughs> what are you here for, Vera? Checking up on Reuben? Make sure he's not flirting with Robert Clifford's barmaids. There won't be any of that when we're in France killing Germans. Oh, mind your own business, Bob. Killing Germans, indeed. Harry, aren't you going to protect your sister's honour? I reckon Reuben's had her by now. Bob Kiever! Harry! Stop it! He's just an idiot! Oh, that's enough of your nonsense! Out, both of you, if you want to fight! Someone else will do it! Oh, God! Mighty, what's the matter with Kiva? Always the one to start trouble. Like a bull terrier with that foul mouth on him. Somebody needs to teach him manners! If he says anything like that again, he'll have trouble for me as well. He might need his fighting spirit soon enough. I mean, you know he's signed up already. Aye, I heard. Uh, the army will knock some sense into him, all right. But there's not going to be a war, is there? No, 
There won't be war, Vera. Let's go and see if those two have killed each other yet. You won't really be going to fight, will you? No. Well, that's just Bob and his daft talk. But everyone well, keeps who's saying... Well, who's everyone? Bob and the newspapers. Vera will come to nothing. The Kaisers are cousin to the King. They're one big family. Not go to war with his relatives. There's a war anywhere, be an island. I hope you're right, Reuben. I have nightmares about losing you. You won't lose me. Even if there is a war, just be a few skirmishes, a bit of pushing and shoving. Like Bob and Harry, that's all. It's just... Reuben, if there was a war and you didn't come back... I'll be alright. Well, Mr Clifford came back from Africa. The Germans won't fight as hard as the Boers. Don't you worry, Vera. I'll come back for you. You'd better come back to me. I love you, Ruben. I love you too. Come on, let's go back in. We're getting cold. War or not, I don't think Mr Clifford will ever fix this door. God almighty! The ruddy door's fixed! You might have warned us, I nearly fell into the cellar with your monks, Robert Clifford. There's no pleasing some people. What the hell's wrong with you, Spence? It's war! We're going to war! What? How do you know? I was talking to an infantryman today, and he said they've been told to report barracks tomorrow. They're going to France on Thursday. Says it'll happen tonight. Well, I'm just hoping they'll see sense before it's too late. But I thought you was all for it. You said war turns boys into men? Aye, I know. I did say that, Harry, but... Are the others on their way? Aye, they're just behind me. The door's fixed! Wonders will never cease. We're going to call ourselves the old fighting cocks, Mr Clifford. We'll make you proud of us. You always called me Mr. Clifford. Had respect for others, did young Lawrence. You call yourselves what you want, Reuben. Oh, I don't know about old. Bob's the oldest, and he's only 19. <laughs> I was nigh on 40 when I went to war. Um, just you all come back in one piece. I, I, I can't afford to lose good customers. <laughs> of course, we'll come back, Robert Clifford. What do you take us for? We'll kick six bells out of the Huns. What about you give us all a free beer? Oh. I mean, that's the reason we're fighting, so you won't have to serve Germans. Or German beer. Oh, no. Evening, Mr Clifford. You seen the paper, lads? About Mons? Sad day for the army, retreating like that. Well, for what my pa told me, they had no choice. Aye, well, last week, what was it they said? We had ascendancy over the Germans. Ah, that was it, that's exactly how they put it. Didn't last long, did it? Well, newspapers print nonsense most of the time. I heard they saw angels. The longbowmen from Agincourt came back from the dead to save our lads. <laughs> what ruddy use is that? Longbows against machine guns. They ain't going to do any good. Well, that's all a fairy story about the angels, boy. Anyway, I'm signing up tomorrow. So am I. 
I'm going to Watford's. About time, too. What are you doing still here, then, Bob? You signed up a month ago. I'm reporting tomorrow. Off to France the day after. Right. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to you all. If you all come back, what do you I'll mean, have to... if? You think we'll get ourselves killed, don't you? If you're good as calling us cowards, I'll see you outside. I don't want to have to buy you just before you go off to fight, Keeper, but I will. Mr Clifford never said that, Bob. He knows what war is. It's not cowardly to die for your country. Stupid maybe, but not cowardly. And you watch your tongue, Harry Spence. I had friends die beside me. They weren't stupid. They were brave lads. They knew what they were doing all right. Seeing them die taught me what war is. Yeah. Let me show you something. What the hell's that? Aye. That was the right word for it. That's war, Bob Keever. It's a shirt I got at Madges Fontin. Belonged to the colour sergeant in my battalion. Eddie Hughes was his name. Not that many years ago, but it seems like a lifetime, like, like, a, like a different lifetime too. He died in front of me with a bullet through his neck. That's his blood. Shirt's supposed to be khaki, but... Well, I tried to stop his bleeding with it, but he'd no chance. I, I never saw so much blood. Last thing he asked me was to take it back to his parents out of Aylesbury Way. I never found them, so I had it put in this case as a tribute to a brave man, a brave dead man. Well, that's really cheered me up. It's different now. Is it? How? Dying's just the same. Don't you go thinking you'll walk in and out as easy as you please. Look what happened to the BEF and their experienced soldiers. Anyway, I... I'll tell you what, when it's all over and you're all safe back, um, I'll have a keg of beer waiting for you. I give you my word, I'll have a barrel of the best for you. We'll drink it together. And for your cheek, you can drink your first pint from that old leather jug behind the bar there. <laughs> we'll hold you to that, Robert Clifford. I'll drink from anything if you get me a barrel. I'll be back for my beer when the war's over and we've won. I'll bet you a shilling. I'll have a medal for bravery and all. Yeah. <laughs> well, to show you what I mean, <clears throat> you can have a pint on the house now. <laughs> there you go. And I'll drink to your good health and victory. To health, victory and the old fighting cocks. Cheers! They wagered a keg of beer they'd all come back alive. All of them wanting to do their duty and go off to the fields of France on their great adventure. Funny thing is, I wished I was going with them. Remember when we walked up to Gorenbury, Reuben? Remember what you said? Of course I do, Vera. I said I love you. <laughs> I'll say it again, I love you. <laughs> and remember what we did? You said no one would see us because they hadn't cut the hay yet. Imagine what Harry would say if he knew, and Bob... But you won't tell him, will you? You'd better not tell him. 
Or your um, mole, pa. As if I would. That day was the most perfect day of my life, Reuben. That's when I knew I'd love you forever. I know. I knew as well. Well, why are you going, Reuben? All our days can be as perfect as that, my love. All our days stretching out to the future when this war will just be a memory. If you love me, why are you going? There's a whole army, a professional army out there in France. If they can't win the war, how can you? I don't see why you have to go. Remember what Mr Clifford said? I have a duty, Vera, especially after what happened at Mons. I can't just ignore that. What Bob said is right as well. Bob? When's Bob ever been right? When he said he didn't want to see Germans marching down Albert Street past our houses. That made it personal. Before it was just Kaisers and Kings all jostling for space on the chessboard. But now it's about you and me and our families and those to come and... Vera, look. It's Bob. He's going into the Abbey. What do you think he's up to? Probably rubbing the gold off the altar. Let him go. This candle's for... Well, I know it's not much, but I light one every week when I get back. If you let me live, that is. I promise. They all think I'm brave, but I'm not. I'm, I'm scared. I'll try to be better, I swear. I'll not, you know, cause arguments with Robert Clifford or Harry or Reuben or anyone for that matter. Please, God, can you hear me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Do you even care? Is this what you put us for? Born to be slaughtered. You shouldn't be letting this happen. You know everything that's going on, but you let this happen. What the hell do you think you're playing at? Are you even there? If you was human, I'd take you outside and I'd give you a bloody good hiding. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean that. See, that's what happens. I lose it with people, and, and you, and, it, and it's, well, it's just the beer talking, honest. Listen, if you're really here, keep us safe, all of us. The old fighting cocks, I mean. Bring us home safe, God, please. All of us. Bob Kiever. Reuben Lawrence. Harry Spence. Ernie Atkins. Bert F. Grave. Charlie Javalo. Well, off they went, signed up wherever they could. Here in St Albans, of course, but Watford and Hartford and London as well. Bob Kiever, resident Albert Street. Born St Albans, enlisted St Albans. Private 295048, 4th City of London Battalion, Royal Fusiliers, London Regiment. Reuben Lawrence, resident Albert Street. Born St Albans, enlisted Watford. Private 205476, the 10th Battalion of the Queen's own Royal West Kent Regiment, attached to 118th Brigade, 39th Division. Harry Spence, resident Albert Street, born St Albans, enlisted Watford. 
Private 331040, 10th Battalion, Lancashire Fusiliers. Excuse me, you there, sir. What's your name? Private Lawrence, sir. I'm Captain Morrison. I've been transported from Get the- Get down! Christ almighty! What the hell's going on? Well, how is it, sir? Keep your head down. He's just suffering us up, that's all. Stopping water parties and so on. Stop in a few minutes once the bowels overheat. Oh, you're new. Yes, well, I got my promotion a fortnight ago and arrived this morning. Is it always like this? No, only on Saturdays. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Thank God to meet someone with a sense of humour. Now, I need you and the chap you were speaking to over there. Um, who is he? Uh, Bob. I mean, Private Kiva. I have a bit of a black hangang mission for you and Private Kiva. Sorry about the state of the bloody map, Lawrence. Can you see it? Enough of it. We'll keep the light down in case he sees it, sir. We need you to go over towards the enemy lines. You see, here, there's an incline all the way to the German trenches here. Now, the plan is that we have the land in our favor for a push, but the weather's about to turn. So if we don't attack in the next day or two, we'll lose the advantage. We tried aerial reconnaissance, but between you and me, the photographs were next to useless. I want you to move down the incline towards the shaft here. We call that thing Tower Bridge, sir. Well, we think your Tower Bridge is next to the only machine gun post that can give us trouble. Whether that's true or not, we'll soon find out. I probably don't have to tell you to take advantage of any shell holes for cover and get as close as possible to their lines. Watch and listen for any activity. Once there, Disable his position if you can. If he fires off berry lights and looks like leaving the trench, we'll cover you. When you get back, I want you to report to myself and Second Lieutenant Davis. Why have you chosen us, sir? Davis recommended you. He seems to think that you're the man to pull this off. Oh, very good, sir. Dismissed. Bob? Bob? Captain's asked us to disable the Germans' machine gun post on the other side of Tower Bridge. We'll work our way over. I drew a map of the crump holes last week. If we... What's wrong, Bob? I can't read them. I'm not bloody going. I'm not going to die out there in the dark. Come on, Bob. We'll be fine. Will you just follow me? Where's that old Kiva fighting talk? Robert Clifford was here. You'd give him some cheek, wouldn't you? I wish he was here, Reuben. I'd give anything to see Robert Clifford now and be safe again in the old fighting cocks. Imagine we are back in St Albans. What to do is zigzag like we do when we're walking home up the hill from the old fighting cocks of Albert Street. I'm not going, Reuben. And that's an end to it. Bob? Alright. Stay there, Emma. What's going on here, Private Lawrence? Are you two ready? What the hell's wrong with Kiva? Nothing, sir. Working out details. We'll be going in a minute. Well, don't hang about. We need that lot cleared. Easy for him to say. I knew Bob wasn't fit for anything, and I don't want to have to carry him there and back with the hunch strafing us. 
was no place for a man losing his wits. Captain Morrison, sir. Oh, Private Lawrence. Are you ready to go? Where's Kiva? I was thinking it might be easier. I mean, there might be less chance of us being seen if I went on my own. Really? Well, are you sure? Yes, sir. If you're happy to do yes, that, then... Yes, sir. I can find my way in the dark easy. Vera, that's my girl, says there must have been a cat in a previous life that hmm. I can see in the dark. Well, that certainly will be useful out there. If you're absolutely sure. Lawrence. Sir? I know Kiva's not... Well, I can see he's finding this thing a bit much, frankly. I can understand it, but Davis doesn't like him. Be careful, Lawrence. Yes, sir. Well, go and get ready, sir. Private Lawrence. Sir? Don't mention what I said to Davis, by the way. Or Kiva, for that matter. Good luck. I'll make sure to mention you to the Major. Thank you, sir. It was quiet with the lads gone. Oh, I've other regulars, and and they're all right, but there was... There was no laughter, no life. As if they'd packed up the spirit of the old place and taken it to France with them. Emily Spence, well, well, what can I do for you? Robert Clifford, I've got a letter this morning from France. I'm hoping it's from our Harry... Would you be so kind as to read it out for me? I, I'm not very good with my letters. Oh, I'd be pleased to, Emily. Look, you sit yourself down and, oh. and I'll get you a drink of something. Tea all right for you? I'd rather have a beer, if you don't mind. Just, just a small one. Beer? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> these are um, <clears throat> odd times. Uh, this once won't do any harm, I suppose... Oh, uh, let me get my glasses and, and have a look and oh, see what... Uh, yes, here you will. See what Harry's got to say for himself. Um, handwriting's a bit spider, isn't it? <laughs> Mind you, I can't talk. <clears throat> uh, dear Mother, thanks for your card and letter, which I got a few days ago. Oh, that's good. I should have sent this yesterday, but we were busy and I didn't have time. I hope our Vera's all right and she gets over her cold. Oh, oh, I'm sorry mm. to hear that. Um, uh, tell her I'm keeping an eye on Reuben for her. He's doing well. He makes friends quick as a flash. Mm. I think he'll be a corporal Ooh. soon. And maybe a captain oh, after that. Well, that. well. <laughs> he learns quick, does mm. Reuben. Oh, yes. Not like Bob, who keeps oh. getting told off for not listening or giving cheek. You know what he's like, I oh, do. Yes. We're keeping well enough. Difficult bit is sleeping with very lights being fired and all that. We've called our trench... <laughs> Sopwell Lane. <laughs> Even though on a Saturday night, Sopwell Lane doesn't smell as bad as this. Well, there are rats, dead and alive in the water, all kinds of filth. Oh, that's disgusting. They're talking about it going on a bit longer than we thought, oh. maybe into next year. Oh. 
But I suppose that's in God's hands. Mm. If you see Robert Clifford... What? Mm. what? If you see Robert Clifford, tell him the old fighting cocks are doing him proud. Don't mention the bit about Bob. Just tell him he's fine and he's doing his best. Oh, well, dear. Yeah, I know now. <laughs> Our Captain Morrison is a good sort. A fortnight ago, he sent a wagon to a brewery. So he had a beer. Tasted strange, but that's probably just French beer for you. Of course it is, of course it is. <laughs> Better close now. Give my love to Auntie Edith and Uncle Walter and anyone else that remembers me. Your loving son, Harry. Though there you are, Emily. So... Bob's causing trouble over there as well. He'd better watch himself. Thank you, Mr Clifford. Vera's waiting for one from Reuben. Every time the letterbox goes, she's up on her feet and out <laughs> of the door. <laughs> These flimsy pieces of paper are all we have. Every word flies through my mind like a bird lost in a storm. I keep reading it over and over till I know it by heart but I don't really know what's happening to him. My dearest Vera, I've written two or three times recently, so you may get them together. We have been very busy for the last few weeks and have got through a great amount of work. I fancy we shall be here for a time yet. Anyway, it looks like it. You will see I'm telling you the same things over and over again. At least I know I have told you them once or twice, but everything about is all of a sameness. Not much happens for days at a time. Oh, two days ago, we went out to set wire. Oh, and were fired on. We got to a German trench and found the platoon machine gun, lying about like so many sardines in a tin. At night, we're more awake than during the day. Listening, because you don't know what's happening in front proper in the night time. It's a busy time, with water parties and such like moving about. I was out trying to see what the Hun was up to last night. As you can see, they're keeping us busy. But soon, we shall have a move. That is, if we can get out of this place. Oh. We've called our trench Sopwell Lane. <laughs> of course, Bob Kiever had to argue. He wanted to call it Albert Street, but for once, me and Harry beat him in an argument. <laughs> Bob's gone into himself since we got here. Seems quieter than he used to be, no bad thing. There'll be action soon enough. Maybe that'll help him. He always likes a scrap, does Bob, but that's a saddle on a different horse. It won't seem long till I'm back, and we'll walk through the peaceful fields up to Gorhambury again, my love. Your loving, Reuben. Bob Kiever, welcome home, lad. Here, let me get you a drink. Uh, how long are you home for? Four days. Is that all? Aye. Four miserable days. Got back last night. Only just got all the dirt off me. Mars cleaning up my uniform. Aye, a lot of mud we hear. Seems to have been raining forever. Blood. That's what was on it, Robert Clifford. 
like your chum's shirt soaked in blood. Bob? <laughs> Are you all right, lad? Come on, over here, look, and sit yourself down. That's it. Take it easy, Bob. Here, have a, have a swig of this and, and uh, tell me all about it. I can't do it, Robert Clifford. I thought I was brave, but... I'm not. Not long after we got there, I was fighting, fighting shadows in the dark, fighting my way across this patch like of rocks and mud, slime, and there he was. No further away than to your bar there. A German, enormous like a giant. I'd never seen someone so big, lying dead as mutton at the top of their trench. Rats at him. Rats in him. Eating him from the inside out. And they weren't scared of us. His pals were turned stone by fear. They looked up at us. Straight at us like I'm looking at you. Well then, come on, lad. Looking for help or mercy, but we... We killed them with our bayonets. Sure, I can. <coughs> Dear God, forgive me. Robert Clifford, they were only lads. Only lads like us. All right, lad. We had to wade through their blood to get past them. I saw men drop dead of fear. I didn't know that could happen. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Then these two Germans captured one of our Lamo lorries. Mm-hmm. Two young lads, yellow-haired, hoodlum angels, revving the engine till the noise broke my spirit. Drove straight at us, firing all the time. They killed him. Oh. And drove us body. Crushed the life out of him. Everything came out of his mouth, all his innards. He was our friend. My God. Poor Reuben. Poor Vera. What? Kill her as well. No, no, not Reuben. Captain Morrison. They killed Captain Morrison. Decent sort he was too. Only been there a month. All around me, life burning away, flesh falling away from us until we were just a ghost army. I thought of killing myself, I had so much fear in me. More fear than blood in my veins. But what was the point of killing myself? Too much trouble. Thought, I might as well let the Hun do it. I stood up on the ladder, saw this pale, sickly light, ghost green, It reared up out of no man's land towards us. People said it was gas. But I knew it was the ghost of the dead Germans. I was scared, Robert Clifford. That's all right, boy. That's all right now. I was scared, so my my mind wasn't right. I saw battalions of ghosts marching towards us. The huge German leading them, but 
bigger even than when I'd last seen him. Under one arm, he cradled a basket full of men's skulls, and he'd gather a handful and scatter them. Gathering and scattering the skulls of sons, brothers, fathers, sowing the bloody clay with death. It ain't right. I never heard anyone talk like that. Like, I, I don't know what, a, a possessed man or some such. Anyone else might have thought he was talking nonsense, but I understood him. Every bloody word I understood. I could see everything he'd been through. I'd been there too. I knew he was lost then. Poor old Bob Kiefer. Now, <laughs> oh, come on, Bob. Stop your talking here and have a drink. Come on. Reuben Lawrence. God bless you. I am a happy man to see you. Mr Clifford. No need to stand on ceremony, Reuben. Call me Robert. Very well. Robert Clifford. Bob? Reuben? Uh, Reuben, what, what are you having? Uh, Bob hasn't hardly touched his beer yet. Uh, how are you? Nothing you or anyone told us about war is like what's happening over there. But we're still alive. Hey, Bob. Aren't we? Yeah. Still here. Yeah. Come on. Let's drink to the old fighting cocks. Aye, to the old fighting cocks. I'm going. Got to see my ma. I'm just going to the abbey first. Right. Say one for me, Bob. Right. See you down here later. You were right, Mr Clifford. About war. We're like... Like lobsters in the pot. There's no way out for us. You know, we had a push. I was helping men up the ladder... I looked round, and there he was. Davis, he's the platoon leader, yeah, yeah. and he had his revolver drawn. What? He said he'd shoot anyone who tried to turn around. None of us will come back. None. Of course you will. Remember that barrel? It'll be here, waiting for you at the end. Reuben, Bob seems not right, if you get my meaning. Can I tell you something, Mr Clifford? It's a secret. Just between you and me? Of course, Reuben. I'll tell no one. No. There was a captain. Morrison was his name. A good sort. Aye, Bob mentioned him. Killed, he said. Aye. Aye. Our age he was. Anyway, he sent me and Bob out to mob a machine gun post. Bob wouldn't go. He said he couldn't. So, um, I went. And I managed to reach this tower in the middle of the incline. I got to within about five yards of the Germans. I could hear them chatting to each other. What? So I threw a couple of grenades into the middle of their trench. Shot one of them. He was scrambling out. I heard him screaming and groaning for a minute or so. And then it went quiet. I say stock still in case it was a trick, but there was nothing. So I crawled back out to the nearest crump hole. Then the next, till I could hear our lads. I was just relieved they got back safe. Of well, course. That was the peaceful bit, if I'm honest. As I climbed out, I... I went back into the trench and there was a hell of an argument going on. Uh -huh. I stopped and I heard Captain Morrison saying to Davis, you can't just shoot a man for being scared. Davis had his revolver out. He wanted to shoot Bob there and then for cowardice. Oh, no. Anyway, Morrison stopped him that night, but Davis has it in for Bob. Mm. He's on a warning and Morrison's gone now, of course, so 
I don't know what to do, Robert Clifford. Bob can't go back, Reuben. He can't. He's not right. He, he's been talking, saying things to me that aren't right. I've seen it all before. He won't come back, you know. And he'll just be a nuisance to his regiment. I know, but if he doesn't go back, he'll be caught marshaled. Uh, when are you going back, Reuben? Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow evening. I know you won't blab. I've got no. a big push in the next few weeks to recapture Luce. Right. I wish you all the best, Reuben. Watch out for yourself and Bob as best you can, lad. Aye. I'll let you know about Bob and how he's getting on. I doubt if they'll let you put anything about him in a letter. Well, that's true enough. I'll, I'll think of a way. Do you remember that time you said he was like a... like a terrier? Aye. More than once, and right enough he is. At least he was. Just remember that. I was just glad they'd all come back alive. So far. Bob Kiever, Reuben Lawrence, Harry Spence, Ernie Atkins, Bert F. Craven, Charlie Javelo. Vera Spence. Well, come on in. Here, let me wipe that table and you can take a seat. Yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, right now then, Vera, what can I get you? A any news from Harry or Reuben? I've had a letter from Reuben. He's put this bit in it at the end. He says, read this out to Robert Clifford. Uh -huh. I want to keep him up with all the goings-on as an old soldier. But it's just gibberish to me. You haven't got a terrier, have you? No, I haven't had a dog for... Oh. Ah. Read it out, Vera. <laughs> uh, please. Oh, I... I won't read all the letter, Mr Clifford. It, it might make you blush. <laughs> Don't you worry about that, Vera. Just the bit at the right. end. Right. Read this out to Robert Clifford. I want to keep him up with all the goings-on as an old soldier. <laughs> Thanks for all your advice, Mr Clifford. It's come in handy in the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry to hear your terrier isn't well and is in the doghouse for biting the postman with a decision what to do about him just before Christmas. Oh, God. Pass on my best wishes for Christmas to all the old fighting cocks from the old fighting cocks here. Aye, that's bad news. Oh. I know what it means, all right. Before he left... Reuben reminded me I called Bob Kiever a terrier. <laughs> he must have hit an officer or... Oh. They're going to court-martial him, poor little bastard. Oh, excuse my French fear, I didn't mean what to swear. What for? What's he done? Something really stupid, as always. Who knows, but it wasn't stupid, poor lad. He's got shell-shock. <laughs> I knew he wasn't right when he came in here on leave. I knew it. He should not have been sent back. Shellshock? You mean he's a coward? Isn't that what they say about them with shellshock? Bob Kiever's no coward, Vera Spence. My Reuben didn't get shellshock and hit an officer. Why should Bob get away with it? You said they had to do their duty, and Reuben's doing his duty by king you and country. You have no bloody idea. You haven't been near a war. You haven't seen someone die. Mr Clifford? Are you all right? I, I'm 
Sorry, Vera, I didn't mean to shout at you. It's just, look, we don't have all the ins and outs of what happened. We probably never will. I know I said all that about duty and such like, but battle does strange things to men. I never told anyone this before, but, well, I, I wasn't right after Magus Fontaine, not for years. I put on civilian clothes again, but I wasn't the same man that wore them before. Something had changed in me. I had terrible moods, tempers, lost control of myself like, like I did just now. Oh, but worse, much worse. I was bitter, full of bitterness, violent even. It frightened my family, frightened me as well. I'd suddenly fly off the handle for no reason. Reuben told me Bob had gone silent. Yeah. Gone into himself. Can you believe that? No. Bob Kiever, silent. What'll they do? Send him home? Aye, they'll probably try him and send him home. Uh, but it'll be a dishonourable discharge. Oh, oh, don't be too hard on him when of he course. comes back, Vera. You haven't been in battle. You've no idea. It's probably best we don't tell anyone else about it. Right. It'll be our secret, Vera. <laughs> Robert Clifford. Who's that? Hold your horses. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, Vera Spence. Are you all right, Vera? There's nothing wrong, is there? I haven't had a letter from Reuben in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? <laughs> is that all? <sighs> you young'uns are so impatient. It's not like sending a letter from here to Harper. Oh, I know, you know that, Robert Clifford, <laughs> but you think... You haven't heard from him, have you? No. Why would he waste his time writing to me when he's got you? I... I never wrote home at all when I was at war. My ma and pa didn't hear a thing till I got back. Even then I didn't say much. You don't think he's met a... a French girl, do you, Robert Clifford? <laughs> I've heard what they're like. <laughs> they, they give our soldiers their wine and sweet talk them. If Reuben wouldn't drink wine... Oh, never mind what he drinks. I reckon some French girl's got his heart. You know that... Oh, they... look, don't you worry yourself, Vera. I've seen how he looks at you oh. and talks about you all the time. He'll write as soon as he can. Oh, I hope you're right. I'll let you know when he does. You do that. You're welcome any time. She's worrying her head off about Reuben meeting some French bint. <laughs> and I'm thinking he's lying dead in the mud somewhere over there. Oh, I hope to God I'm wrong. But you can't help but think bad things. God forgive me for saying it, but all of them that went, that would be the worst. He has brains, has Reuben Lawrence. He can make something of himself if he wants, if he lives. But, but not just him, though. I think of them all the time. 
what they're going through. How a little fighting cocks, Bob Keever, Reuben Lawrence, Harry Spence, Ernie Atkins, Bert Fgrave, Charlie Javelo. Morning, Robert Clifford. Emily Spence, are you keeping well? Oh, fair to middling. I do worry all the time. Not as bad as our Vera, though. She's up to high dough about Ruby. I know. She was in here on Monday morning, bothering my head, talking nonsense about him meeting a French girl. <laughs> as if he'd have time. Has she heard from him yet? No. But our Harry's written me another letter. Uh, would you like me to read it? If you'd be so kind. Of course. Right. Dear Mother... I can't tell you all the news, or it'll be sent back to me with it all scored out. That's right. Mm -hmm. You'll hear soon enough. Things are going along as you'd expect. I've been on night sentry duty from 1am to 3am mm -hmm. for the last couple of nights. I was told to keep a sharp lookout. So, as it went on, this was where I had my first escape. Oh. Well, I'd learned as long as you kept your head down, you were safe enough. Mm. So, as you might understand, I didn't care for the idea of keeping my head above the trench looking for Germans, but it had to be done. Oh. It was strange looking out at the enemy oh, trench like a black wave only 60 yards in front. Then you would see the flash of his rifles and machine guns. Oh. Immediately after that would come the report and thuds on the sandbags right oh, by me. No. All right, oh. all right, all right. I fired about five shots at the flashes. Good lad. Oh. Then another two shells lodged in the parapet either side of my head. I can't bear oh. to think of it. Right. Oh. <clears throat> Whatever news comes your way, look after Vera. Better stop now. Give my love to Auntie Edith and Uncle Walter as ever, your loving son, Harry. P.S. Reuben left a message that Robert that Robert Clifford's terrier is going to be put down after Christmas. Tell Mr. Clifford I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't even know he had a dog, but this war makes you forget all sorts of things you should remember. They're going to execute him. That isn't justice. I wish I could have been there to plead your case, Bob Kiever. God help you. Oh, what, what did you say? Oh, nothing, n nothing at all. What, what does Harry mean, Mr Clifford? Looking after our Vera, whatever news comes our way? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think I'll have a drink. Will you join me? I will, Robert Clifford, thank you. Are you all right? You, you look a bit pale. Oh, you're upset about your little terrier, aren't you? You get attached to them, don't you? I'm sorry about it. I never knew you had a dog, neither. I don't. It, just the lads having their little joke, Emily. Oh, right. Well, well, here's to them all, eh? May they stay safe and keep their heads down, like Harry said. Aye. Well... To the old fighting cocks. 
trust them. Calling themselves after your pub and calling their trench Sopwell Lane and all. <laughs> Sometimes I think they'll never grow up. I, I'd better get on. I've a bit of tidying up to do. I, you take your time with your drink there. Emily, any time you want to drop by or when you get a letter... Oh. Uh, I well, as I said, I, I'd better Thank get you. on. You, you let yourself out when you're ready. Thank you, Mr Clifford. Oh, how much do I owe you? Oh? Oh, nothing. You owe me nothing at all, Emily Spence. I knew what Harry Spence meant all right about looking after Vera. I knew it in my bones. But you hope, don't you? You hope your notions are just that. The foolish notions of an old man. But hope failed when, one by one, like the Abbey bells tolling, the telegrams began arriving. In Albert Street, Bardwell Road and Sopwell Lane. And soon it was clear enough. The old fighting cocks had fought to the last man. Deeply regret to inform you that Reuben Lawrence was killed in action on the 21st of September, 1917, at the Ypres Salient. Ernie Atkins died besides me, fighting to the end. You were right, Vera, and I was wrong. About war, I mean. Try and remember me, won't you, my love? All that's left of us now are shadows, and one day soon enough... The world will darken again, and in that shade, our shadows too will fade. Walk through those paths we loved, Vera. Say goodbye to the peaceful fields of Gorhambury for me, and look after yourself, my love. Deeply regret to inform you that Harry Spence died of wounds 25th of August 1918. No known grave. Huh. Died of wounds. Bloody great chunk of shrapnel cut me near in two. It felt as if Bob Kiever had punched me. But it was death. There we were. The glorious dead. Not so glorious if we survived, of course. Deeply regret to inform you that Ernest Atkins was killed in action 21st of September 1917. No known grave. Deeply regret to inform you that Acting Lance Sergeant Bert F. Grave was killed in action 13th of July 1916, buried in Cambrai Military Cemetery, Pas de Calais, France. Deeply regret to inform you that Charles Javelot was killed in action 31st of July 1917. No known grave. Deeply regret to inform you that Robert Kiever died on active service on the 18th of January, 1918. God mustn't have heard my prayers that night in the Abbey. Or he just couldn't be asked. They shot me at dawn for being scared of the dark. Funny enough, that was the one time I didn't feel scared. It was all over and I was glad. One of the generals said he'd like to have commuted my sentence but he had to make an example for the rest of the men. Robert Clifford, drink the barrel, 
Drink it to the last drop. You enjoy yourself while you can. The old fighting cocks won't be coming home to drink it with you. Here's to you, the old fighting cocks. I promised you a barrel, and a barrel you shall have. It's in the cellar there, waiting for you all. I haven't the heart to open it, or throw it away, so there it shall stay. And maybe one day we'll share it in some other kinder place and we'll laugh about it and you and me, Bob Kiever, we'll probably argue like we always did. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I forced them into keeping on at them and all that about, about going off to fight for king and country. Anyways, off they went to be dogs of war. Puppies, more like, barely weaned. Of course, there were those that came back, but they're not right neither. Monks of war with their vows of silence. I hadn't seen a half of what those lads went through. They were like sons to me. Well, here's to you, the old fighting cocks. Here's to you, the immortal ones. To Bob Kiever and Reuben Lawrence. To Harry Spence and Ernie Atkins. To Bert F. Grave and Charlie Shavalo. The Old Fighting Cocks was written by Mile Pagan. Robert Clifford was played by Terry Prince. Reuben Lawrence was played by David Igiti. Will Berraclough played Bob Kiever. Harry Spence and Lieutenant Davis were played by Tom Lees. Captain Morrison was played by Anthony Lander. Chloe Brown was Vera Spence. Emily Spence was played by Leslie Gordon. The child was played by Ella Pulford and the woman by Jackie Pulford. The director was Mile Pagan, voice director Jackie Pulford, co-director Joe Emery, sound editing was by Ian Crawford, the radio drama advisor was Jackie Pulford and the producer was Nick Hazel. We would like to thank Mrs Dorothy Sykes for her kind permission to use the letter from her grandfather to her father at the front. The Old Fighting Cox was a Radio Verulam and Abbey Theatre co-production.